illegal participation on the defense. 15-yard penalty from the previous spot remains first down. This had better be a big play after all of that. Second down and eight, four and a half to go in the half, six nothing Beavers. Jonathan from the right half from the zone 25, goes back to throw and throws the out, and it's caught, and it's going to be a big play! Chad Johnson down the left sideline, nobody will catch Chad, and it's a touchdown 75 yards for the Beavers! This is the moment, and right here will tell perhaps all about that. Third and one and a half from the right half. Simon's in the handoff, can't cut to the left, first down and more, 30, 25, 20, Simonton on his way, Ken into the end zone, touchdown Beavers, and the streak is going to end here tonight. The snap on target to Wojtnik, he gets a much better punt away here, Sammy Strotter back to his 30 yard line, starts up the middle, gets to the 40, he's got a seam, 45 midfield, 45, 40, he's got a chance to go, 20, 15, 10, 5, Welcome to Illegal Participation, the official podcast of the Heinrich Tailgater. Recording this while firmly ensconced at the Heinrich Tailgater headquarters, I'm your host, head chef, planner, and chief bottle washer, Bill Heine Heinrich. Joining me, as always, from the Heinrich Tailgater Northern Command Outpost, the lead driver and director of thermodynamic lipid immersion, my co-host and brother, the Beach. How the heck are you doing, Beach? Billy, I am freaking worn out, but I made it for the podcast. Yeah, you've been working a lot, huh? I, I work all the freaking time, you know. Working, I don't, working your uh, day job yeah. and your hobby job. And, and yeah, and having my barn built and How's the barn come everything along? else in the world. A little slow. The weather's been sucking, so I don't think they've been going out there. I sure as hell wouldn't. True, true. I'm on a uh, ladder at this time of uh, during the freaking windstorm. Yeah, now just so everyone you know, knows, reminds me of that. Uh, I was gonna say, just so everyone knows out there, Beach may or may not cut in a little bit in and out because the weather is not pretty, and he does live in the Tule Whackers. So lucky, I even have internet. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised. Is that like <laughs> hand cranked internet? How do they do it out there? Well, I don't even have phone jacks in my house, so uh, it's. Uh, I don't know. Something on a pole, I think. Oh, really? So I have no idea. I don't know. They put something on the house and said, here you go. This will work. That's how I've got it, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I'm a little closer to town, so. Yeah. And I'm on the side of a hill. True. So I'd say, like, our, our little dried creek bread thing built in the back of the yard is a full raging river the last few days. Oh, freaking A. <laughs> Commuting into Portland's been insane. Oh, yeah. what, what? I saw so. 217 was just shut down. Oh, oh, today? Yeah, well, uh, yesterday. No, it wouldn't surprise me. I don't have to go 217, yeah. but uh, there are some areas on I-5 that uh, – and there's people that just freaking drive insane. This guy's driving a little smart car like 80 miles an hour up I-5 this morning. There's like an inch of standing water. I'm like, that guy's going to be toasted. I was just waiting to drive up ahead and see him just smash and pop like a zit out the top. Yep. So, <laughs> All right. Well, the purpose of illegal participation is for us to spread our inside experiences and passion for the Oregon State Beavers with others and just generally talk beaver sports, football, tailgating, and have some fun along the way. Beach, this week we have a little bit of beaver sports news. I think you might have an update from Eugene for us. Well, we'll see if the little little machine works today. Okay, we'll go under for the review for the Pac-12 championship game. Of course, we have the Tommy Tuberville Jackass of the Week Award to hand out. We will preview all the Pac-12 bowl games and give our picks. Hopefully, Kyle, I hate you, Kyle. Hopefully, Kyle will get his picks into me. And um, then I think we're going to finish it off with a little Rosie Ruiz Cheaters and Horrors. Yes, yes, we should have a cheater and a whore. Right on. I want to. I know what I said, a cheater and a whore. Oh, nice. Oh, so it's two. Yes. Ooh, bonus, two for one. Bogo. 
You can uh, also remind everyone you can listen to us now on your iPhone or Android device on the Stitcher Radio app. Remember, you can also subscribe to us on iTunes. If you want to get in touch with us, there's a couple ways. HeinrichTailgator at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter. I am at HeinrichTailgator. Also check out HeinrichTailgator on Facebook. All right, Beads, ready for a little Beaver Sports News? Always love Beaver Sports News, Billy. All right, Beach. First up is wrestling. Sweet. The Oregon State sophomore Ronnie Bresser won his final two matches and placed third in the 125-pound weight class on Saturday to lead the Beavers at the Cliff Keen Invitational at the Cashman Center. That's in Vegas, Beach. After falling 7-2 to, to number three-ranked Joey Dance of Virginia Tech in the semifinals in the morning, the ninth-ranked Bresser scored on an escape with nine seconds remaining to edge number 14, Paul Petrov of Bucknell, 3-2 in the third-place semifinals. He then led the entire bout in defeating number 13, Barlow McGee of Missouri, 4-3 in the third-place showdown. Bresser also defeated number six, David Torero of American University on Friday and finished the tournament with a 5-1 record to lead the 23rd-ranked Beavers to a 24th-place finish in the 39-team event with 33.5 points. OSU competed without standout sophomore heavyweight Amavir Desi, who was at the uh, Canadian Olympic Trials last weekend. Wow. Yeah. Now, OSU resumes dual meet action on December 18th when it hosts Clackamas Community College in a 7 p.m. matchup at Gill Coliseum. The Cougars are one of the premier junior college programs in on the West Coast. Really? Yeah. I had no idea. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Little community college up there kicking some some wrestling butt. Yeah, there's just not a lot of schools that wrestle anymore. Yeah, and there's one major one in uh, in Oregon that yeah they they cut their freaking team. Yeah. Yes, they did. So what you're saying here is Clackamas Community College has a better wrestling team than the University of Oregon. Yep, probably had one before they cut it too. <laughs> Let's move on to some Oregon State basketball, women's basketball. So what you're saying here is the Cougars would beat the Ducks again. (laughs) In another sport. Yes, that is correct. Okay. All right. Just just had to rub that one. All right. Women's basketball. The number seven Oregon State women's basketball team battled back from a second half deficit to earn a hard-fought road victory over Marquette by a score of 65 to 58 last Thursday. Senior Ruth Hamblin filled the stat sheet, going for 17 points, a career-high 17 rebounds, and 7 blocks. Fellow senior Jamie Wisner notched her fourth 20-point game of the season, finishing with 26 points, 10 rebounds, and a pair of blocks. The contest marked the first time since November 22, 2014, that two Beavs netted a double-double in the same game, which also hey, happened um, you to know, Hamblin and Wisner in that game. Would, oh, so just, just a little bit of side note on a double-double. Um, did you know that in and out has confirmed that they, they bought Grants Pass? Yes. Yeah. Grants Pass. All right. probably moving up. Next would be Roseburg. Yep. And then probably Spugene. Moving up. Probably Let's hope they skip the Spugene. And then hopefully Albany. <sighs> That'd be awesome. Far away. All right, Beach. Think that that's when, that's when Burgerville and in and out will actually meet. Ooh. Clash of the Titans. Exactly. I, I like Burgerville. I don't think it – I think it pales in comparison to In-N-Out. Yeah. Well, it's 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 spendier, and I don't know if it's – I like some of their other – what you spend for. Yeah, it. But like, it's different, I, which is nice. I like some of the other stuff. The their burgers are good. I like their special stuff. When they uh, bring in, like, the Walla Walla Sweet Onion Rings or – Those are good. Or the uh, Blackberry Shakes. I love their Blackberry mm-hmm. Shakes and – I, I actually don't mind their halibut that they do. Ooh, there. that's good too. It's expensive, but it's good. But you also yeah, it's fresh but it's, and hand done, so it's quality. Yeah, but and yeah, different than what any other fast food restaurant would do. Sorry, a little sidetrack on the double double here. Let's get back to the game. All right, Beach. I just want to say the the six and O women Beavers return home on December twelfth to take on Idaho at Gill Coliseum. Sweet. That'll be on Saturday. All right, Beach. On to men's basketball. Alrighty. Senior guard Gary Payton II shattered his father's consecutive game steals record and Oregon State held off Nevada 66-62 to on Saturday before a Gill Coliseum crowd of 4,891. Now, Payton II set the school record with 10.06 to play in the first half when he swiped an errant pass by Nevada's A.J. West. He finished with two and has two or more steals in every game this season. 
He now has at least one theft in 38 consecutive games, breaking the mark set by his father, former All-American Gary Payton, during the 89 and 90 seasons. The elder Payton was on hand to see his son break his long-standing record. Now, Beach, he has a steal in 38 straight games. How many games do you think? How many games do you think GP2 has played in a Beaver uniform? Thirty-eight. There you go. Thirty. Wow. So he's done it in every game. He's every game. Wow. Um. You know that that's you know that you know shooting is good, rebounding good, but stealing is a talent. You know. Yes. Defense where it's being an. A, a massively aggressive player, right there. That's where his dad became the glove, because it was like because he was that because he put a glove he put gloves on the other guy where they couldn't do anything. Awesome, he was on him like a glove. Well, I think that's uh, it's kind of cool. You know, it, it, uh, it's 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 kind of cool to think that you're going to have a little plaque up there in Gill Coliseum with uh, with your with your son's name topping your name on the list. It's kind of cool. Now, in that game, so. Beach, there were nine ties and 15 lead changes before the Beavs, who are now 6-1, and one, closed it out to improve to 6-1 and one for the first time since the 2011-12 season and for just the third time this century. Wow. Yeah. Now, Peyton, too, has 16 points and eight rebounds, and freshman guard Stephen Thompson Jr. and senior guard Malcolm DeVivier at 11 points apiece for the Beavs, who bounced back from a November 24th loss to Valparaiso to sweep Loyola Marymount and the Wolfpack at home last week. Now, the Beavs resume action on December 12th with a 5 p.m. matchup against Kansas at the Sprint Center in Kansas City, Missouri. Now, OSU's second matchup with the Jayhawks in the past four seasons will be televised on Saturday by ESPN2. The deuce. Yep. Now, Oregon State's next games in the state of Oregon will be a December 18th matchup with the Cal State Fullerton in the Far West Classic Invitational at the Moda Center in Portland. Tip-off is set for 8 p.m. and will be televised by the Pac-12 Networks and Pac-12 Oregon. Hmm. Now, Jess and I will be going to the games on Saturday. Okay. So. Let me know. Um, if I'm free, I'd, I wouldn't mind going. Okay. But I, I might – Is that that's not this Saturday. That's next Saturday, right? Next Saturday, correct. Okay. I might be free. So we'll, we'll see. If it's during the day. Uh, oh, 8 p.m.? Yeah. Ugh, tough. All right. So well, the, the game on Friday night, it's 8 p.m. I don't know what time the game is on Saturday. I think it's earlier. Oh, okay. Now, okay. I also wanted to say, Beach, we talked about going to the women's game on December 15th, next Tuesday. Yes. Are you still interested? Um, I think so. Okay. Right, do you need to buy the tickets? No, uh, listener Doug or, gave me his pair of tickets. They're going to be out of town. Oh, okay. These are good seats. Yeah. These are good seats. So. Okay. If you're interested, yeah, I think I, I think I can probably make it down. Okay. We're we're a little it's busy at work, but not busy enough. So yeah, maybe you we can just can make take it off work. and take off a couple hours. Yeah. All right. Let's work on my work with my phone anyway. There you go. Yeah, yeah. So, so you get a lot done that way anyway. I wonder how long yeah. you're not going Our, into work very much anymore. Just doing everything on computer. I hope it's soon. <laughs> hey, hey, Beach! I think the teletype just fired up. Oh, what, what the hell? Hold on, hold on, hold on, just a sec. All right. Some bitch. Billy. Yes. This just in. Without Marcus Mariota, Nike has decided the most impressive thing about the Ducks is their uniforms. <laughs> Nike unveils new Oregon Duck uniforms for the Alamo Bowl. And what is expected to be... <clears throat> One of the <clears throat> best non-New Year's Six Bowl games, the Oregon Ducks and the TCU Horn Frogs will take the field in the Alamo Bowl with plenty of interest from around this country. The Ducks are also hoping that there's plenty of interest in their new uniforms. Oregon unveiled a Oregon unveiled a new uniform system Tuesday at the Nike headquarters in Beaverton, which shows a substantive shift in Oregon's uniform apparel. While the uniforms aren't the flashiest thing the Ducks have ever worn, they do divert from the mock speed uniforms that Oregon debuted at the 2013 Alamo Bowl. Yep. The, the two different uniforms unveiled are white and black with large green numbering in the middle, 
As the visiting team in the Alamo Bowl, the Ducks will be wearing the white base uniforms with a white helmet with Oregon's traditional green Zero logo on the side. So, Have you seen anyway, I've got a picture of them right here. Yeah, I'm looking at them too. They are not attractive. They just are what they are. Yeah. I don't understand why they have a white. Okay, white makes sense, but black, gray, whatever you call it. Yeah, I don't know. But, you know, if uh, if they had the uh, contract with the TCU uh, TCU Horned Frogs, they'd probably uh, tell the TCU Horned Frogs that they would be wearing white and Oregon would be wearing the black because that's what they did to Oregon State two years ago when we were at home in the Civil War, the no good sons of bitches. <laughs> All righty. Okay. Anyways. All right, bitch. Angry much? A little, just a little. You, you don't go to somebody's home field and say, oh, we have your contract, we're going to make you guys wear white because our team is better and we want them to wear their colors so that they get national exposure. Kiss my freaking ass. Yeah. You can take your uniforms and you can take your money and you can shove it straight up your asses. Yeah. I have to say, I, that kind of pissed me off too. Yeah, and nobody noticed it. No, no, a lot of people did. But what are you going to do? Oh, what they'll do. Let's give out free white shirts to all the Oregon State students, and that way they're just, you know, here. Here's a $3 shirt. Shut the hell up and root for your team. God damn, freaking bastards. I'd say again, take your shirt, take your money, and shove it straight up your asses. Okay, Tanner. That's what I would have done. Anyway. Okay, Tanner, boy. I'm okay. I'm okay now. All right. All right, Beach. You ready to go under further review for the Pac-12 championship game? After further review, the runner did cross the line. The Touchdown. Let's do this. All right. Oh, you know what? I forgot to look at what our totals were last week. Let's see. Here we are. So, uh, I was at 53. Yes, and Kyle and I are both and at 50. You were, uh, you were tight for uh, – you were fighting for who was going to be last. Yeah, for all at yeah. 50. So, with that, let's see here. Okay, so, looks like we all took Stanford in that championship game, Beach. Mm-hmm. Well, that game was on Saturday, December 5th. Were you able to watch it at all? I was not, I, but I heard some work. I, I was working, unfortunately. Oh, but some great games. I, I heard it was a fantastic game. We took it right down to the end, didn't oh, they? Oh, yeah. There were some great games on the weekend. Um, not just the Pac-12 championship game, but the uh, Iowa-Michigan State game was great. Um, it, just some great, great football games. All right, Beach. So the mm-hmm. USA versus Stanford Pac-12 championship that came from a Levi's Stadium down there in the Bay Area. Well, Stanford running back Christian McCaffrey ran for 207 yards and a score, threw a touchdown pass, caught another touchdown pass and broke Barry Sanders single season, all purpose yards record to lead number seven Stanford to the PAC 12 championship with a 44 to 22 win over Southern Cal on Saturday. Now quarterback Kevin Hogan caught the TD bass from McCaffrey. He also threw one and ran for a third and Solomon Thomas scored on a 34 yard fumble return for the Cardinal. Stanford will now play in the Rose Bowl presented by Northwestern Mutual as the Pac-12 champion after losing an outside chance to make the 14 playoff when number one Clemson held off number 10 at North Carolina in the ACC championship game. Now, USC quarterback Cody Kessler threw for 187 yards in a TD and ran for another score for the Trojans, who lost in their first game since removing the interim tag from coach Clay Helton. Now, Stanford took control of the game with a pair of touchdowns in a span of just over three minutes late in the third quarter. After blowing an early 13-point lead, the Cardinal faced a third down in their own territory. Hogan then found McCaffrey open in the middle of the field, and he ran with uh, ran for a 67-yard reception down to the USC 7. Hogan then ran it in on the next play to put Stanford back on top. Blake Martinez, playing with a bum ankle, then sacked Kessler and caused a fumble on the next possession that Thomas scooped up and ran in for the score that made it 27-16. Now, after USC scored to make it a one-possession game, McCaffrey put the capper on another Stanford win with a 27-yard touchdown reception when he was left wide open in the middle of the field. McCaffrey added 105 yards receiving and 149 yards return to give him a Stanford record 461 all-purpose yards for the game and 3,496 for the season. That broke Sanders' single-season record of 3,250 set in 1988. 
although it did take McCaffrey two extra games to do it in. Now, the Cardinal dominated the game early, but only led 13-0 because of problems converted in the red zone. Stanford held a 210-9 advantage in yards gained, but wasn't able to break the game open. Wow. Yeah, it was a great game, Beach. And really, after that, I I have this sinking feeling that they're going to give the Heisman next weekend to uh, the running back from Alabama, Derrick Henry, who's a great running back, really good running back. That being said, he's got maybe 100 more yards rushing than McCaffrey and nowhere near the all-purpose yards. You, you know, I, I guess I view the Heisman Trophy as, you know, a lot political in the Heisman Trophy. Yeah. The, 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 I mean, it, it, it usually goes to a very good player. Don't get me wrong. But there is a lot of good players out there. Yeah. I just I just don't really – again, a trophy is a trophy. You throw it in the wall and you let it collect dust. I really don't have a lot of impre- – you yeah. know – it, it it's how you perform on the field. It's if you let your you know if you bring your teams to more wins. Well, and uh, ultimately, when it when it means in the NFL, is means you know what's my contract worth? Yeah. Well, I think the, the 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 trophy was intended to go to the best player in college football, not the best player on the best team, but the best best player. Now, when Paul Horning won it at Notre Dame, I believe his team had a losing record, but he was the best player in college football, hmm. and and he won it. But anymore, it goes to the best player on the best team. Um, I'm still a little chapped from when Toby Gearhart lost out to Mark Ingram from Alabama. Toby Gearhart, the running back from Stanford a few years ago, who lost mm-hmm. out to Mark Ingram from Alabama. To me, there was no question. Gearhart was the best player in college football. It went to it went to Mark Ingram, who's not a bad running back, but he was no Toby Gearhart. Yeah. This year, I don't see how anyone touches McCaffrey. Nobody is that dynamic with the football in their hands. Nobody. I mean, as much as I hate to say it, Marcus Mariota deserved it last year. Mm-hmm. He was an amazing football player. Oh, yeah. Amazing. What he did with that football in his hands was incredible. This year, it needs Cred- to go to McCaffrey. So. Well, it is what it is. Yeah. So anyways, anyway, so we all picked that one, right? I know Kyle vacillated a little bit because he was worried. He just wasn't sure, but uh, yeah, we all picked Stanford and, and that was good. So beach, the final polls were out and the PAC 12 were represented by several teams in the AP poll. Stanford ended up number five, Oregon 15, Utah 20 and USC, Washington state and UCLA were all in the others receiving votes category. And in the USA Today polls, Stanford ended up at 6, Oregon 14, Utah 20, and USC, UCLA, and Washington State were in the others receiving bowl, uh, votes category. Now, Beach, in the final playoff poll, which is really the only one that means anything, the top four mm-hmm. teams were Clemson, Alabama, Michigan State, and Oklahoma. So Clemson and Oklahoma will face off in one of the semifinal games, and Alabama-Michigan State will face off in one of the semifinal games. And really, I haven't heard too many people complaining about that. I think that's a good call. Those four teams at the end of the year were probably the ones that need to be in it. Mm -hmm. Now, Stanford ended up at sixth in the poll, Oregon 15th, Utah 21st, and USC 20th. Now, I believe Iowa ended up at fifth in that poll. That was their first loss of the season. And really, they they were ahead. Michigan State got the ball back with nine minutes to go, proceeded to drive for eight and a half minutes. Wow. And score on third down from the one to, to win the game. And it was, just, it was tough to see that to Iowa lose. It was tough to see. And I think with a game that close, they they deserve to not fall too far out of it. Mm-hmm. Anyways, so I kind of look forward to some bowl games, which we'll talk about here in a little bit. But, Beej, right now it's time for our favorite segment of the week, the Tommy Tuberville. What's he think I look like? A jackass? You sure do. <laughs> jackass of the Week Award. Now, every week we like to discuss a person in college football who exemplifies the truly worst in sportsmanship, leadership, or just being a fan. And Beach, just two words this week, Steve Sarkeesian. I heard, I heard he was, uh, uh, 
I uh, heard there was a lawsuit uh, in the works. What happened? Yes, Beach. So we had several contenders that we kind of talked about, but I really think this is where the jackass of the week award needs to go. So former USC coach Steve Sarkeesian filed suit against the University of Southern California Monday, saying the school, quote, kicked him to the curb and wrongfully terminated him in October. Now, his complaint asked for at least $12.6 million in damages, but Sarkeesian's attorney told TMZ.com, which is a great website to go to, he will seek more <laughs> than $30 million. In the lawsuit filed in Los Angeles, Sarkeesian alleges the university fired him without accommodating his efforts to seek treatment for his disability. Now, Sarkeesian was on a flight to enter alcohol rehabilitation treatment on October 12th when he was fired via email by athletic director Pat Hayden. Now, this is a quote from uh, from um, Sarkeesian's lawsuit. It says, instead of supporting its head coach, Steve Sarkeesian, when he needed its help the most, USC kicked him to the curb. Instead of honoring the contract it made with Steve Sarkeesian, USC, or it said, instead of accommodating Steve Sarkeesian's disability, it Kicked him to the curb. Now, it, uh, the suit also asserts Sarkeesian has, at times, been a, quote, person with a disability under federal law because of his alcoholism and that the stress of his job contributed, contributed to his alcohol dependency. Now, under the circumstance of this case, California law required USC to make reasonable accommodation of giving Steve Sarkeesian time off to get help for his disability and then return to his job, the lawsuit states. Instead, USC ignored both its obligations under California law and the commitments it made to Steve Sarkeesian. Now, the suit says Sarkeesian is now sober and ready to return to coaching, but USC has, quote, taken away his team, his income, and a job that he loved. The suit also alleges USC violated its contract by refusing to pay him money he is owed. In a statement Monday, USC General Counsel Carol Mock Amir said Sarkeesian, quote, mischaracterized the facts and that the school will defend these claims vigorously. Much of what is stated in the lawsuit filed today by Steve Sarkeesian is patently untrue, the statement read. The record will show that Mr. Sarkeesian repeatedly denied to university officials that he had a problem with alcohol, never asked for time off to get help, and resisted university efforts to help provide him with to provide him with help the university made clear in writing that further incidents would result in termination as it did so beach first of all sarkeesian you're an ass Mm -hmm. you could have just you know what there's a certain part of me that that feels bad for the guy right because he alcohol alcoholism is a terrible thing it's a terrible thing that being said the the one that don't want to get political here, but that, that that thing is considered a disability just rubs me the wrong way. To me, it's a choice, followed by more and more bad choices. And until you to ch- choose to decide to quit putting that crap in your body, you know, I, I look at it like, you know, I get the, the people try to call it a disease. To me, lymphoma is a disease. You get lymphoma. <laughs> you get cancer. Right, mm-hmm. you get alcoholism because you keep drinking alcohol, yeah. and until you stop, and, it won't and, go away. And a disability is something that uh, is either physical or mental, and it's it's not. Nah, they're going to they're going to call this mental though, Beach. What they're, they'll probably say it's a mental, mental disability. Yeah, but that just well, me. You know, we I, I I will say in defense of the university, you know, they come up came out and publicly reprimanded Sarkeesian during the season when he had his episodes at the, uh, that's what they did publicly. And I'm sure what they did publicly, they followed up privately with requests to help him. I'm sure they probably had him sign sign statements. He probably swore Mm -hmm. up and down. He didn't have a problem that he was, Mm -hmm. I highly doubt that the university doesn't have its game together. I highly doubt that the university of Southern California doesn't have a team of high-profile lawyers that keeps that kind of stuff clean. Yeah. So they, they got a couple of bucks in their back pocket. Yeah. I'm sure they got it. It's just one of those things. I heard this, and it was funny because I would just talk to somebody about this. They'd ask me, do you think he's going to fight to sue? And I said, well, he can. I'm sure he, you know, he might. But to me, that's the jackass way to go, right? To me, mm-hmm. go get yourself help, get better, 
and come out a better man. Mm-hmm. Right? Come out the other side. The one thing I can't stand about a, a, a lot of people in this country anymore is not taking responsibility for your actions. Mm-hmm. It's always somebody else's fault. You know, well, it's, it's I'm an alcoholic. It's not my fault. No, it is your fault because you keep putting that in your body, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I don't have any health insurance and I got sick. Well, that's your fault because you didn't go out and buy health insurance. You know? Mm-hmm. I, and, we all make choices in life. Some are good, some are bad. Exactly. And, and we have to leave and we have to live with our we have to live with our choices. Yeah. And and I, you know, you'll hear some people claim that, well, you know, I was abused growing up. You know, I'm sorry, that sucks, but you know what? You got to move on. I would have more respect for the guy if he got better, came back and said, you know what? I had a problem. Own it, right? You do something like that, own it. I have more respect for somebody Mm -hmm. when they own it. You know, I look at Robert Downey Jr., right? Did that guy have several second chances? Yeah, but you know what? He's owned it. And he said, I made these bad choices. It's what I did. I'm working to not be that person anymore. Own it. Mm Mm-hmm. And if, if Sarkeesian would have owned it and come out the other side, I would have had a lot of respect for the guy. Mm-hmm. Um, at this point, I just think he's a jackass. Yeah. You know, with this, he's pretty much uh, secured his, I don't think he'll ever secure another job. It, 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 even if he, he'll, it, it, it makes him look more of a liability now, I would think, from the eyes of From the eyes of an employer? Even a secondary football school that might want to, you know, what? From the eyes of an employer. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, yeah. Why? Why would uh, why would want somebody want to take him on? He he sues employers for not doing what he wants. Yeah. Well, a liability. uh, Somebody will go out and 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 hire him. I'm sure. Um, because he's worth at least taking a shot on. But and I'm sure at USC there was probably a moral turpitude clause of some sorts. Oh, I bet. You know, I bet. And, and I, I, you know, and the thing is, you know, it. Okay, why did we fire you? Because you're an alcoholic? No, because you missed meetings. Because you didn't show up for practice. You know. Mm-hmm. Anyways, so Steve Sarkeesian, you get this because you because you had alcohol in the coach's office. Exactly in the state. No more alcohol in the stadium. You get this week's. <laughs> Jackass of the Week award. Anyways, BJ, I just saw that and I just thought, God dang it, what a what a dick. You know, it's just what. Wow, it's just a dick. Yep. Alrighty. Speaking of dicks, uh, let's listen to a little Guns and Roses, Beach. Freaking solar flares. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Alrighty, Beach. So as I was saying before, we were so rudely interrupted. Uh, there was a Guns N' Roses song that you chose today. Okay, so this is on the uh, the sixth track on the Use Your Illusion One album. Yep, it's written written by Izzy Stradlin. Um, What's the name the of the second, song? It's You Ain't the First. Okay. Uh, a little interesting thing that I found out though today. There's not a whole lot on this particular song, but uh, on the cover of the album, or actually on the inside cover, uh-huh. uh, the album's line notes hide the message st louis amongst the thank you notes a reference to the band's controversial performance near there at the hollywood casino amphitheater in july of 1991 during the use your illusion tour i remember that yeah so did not know that thought it was a little interesting fact sorry you're gonna have to bleep that yep <laughs> thanks beach <laughs> more work for me to do all right beach so here is you ain't the first rolling one, two, three, one, two, three. Two, three, one, and I tried so hard just to get through to you. Your head's so far from the weirdness of truth. Was it just to come on in the dark? Was it meant to last long? I think 
that song beach it's got a different feel to it yeah you know that's one of the reasons why i enjoy uh guns and roses so much it's just the fact that uh, i love the guns and roses because their their music is across so many different genres really right on. you know you've got hard you've got soft you got power ballads you've got just it, it doesn't say a band you listen to an album will sound the same throughout the whole thing. You can definitely tell their inspirations and it was very similar. It's like listening to the offspring. Yep. You know, yep, they go the offspring. On. I love the offspring, but it sounds like the offspring through the mm-hmm. whole album. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. So guns and roses, it has some variety. Yep. I've anyway, got some interesting offspring trivia for you that we'll have to do sometime. Okay. They're a very uh, interesting band, hmm. but beach um, while we get, we, we need to do this quick because I don't want to lose you anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, it's time to look at the Pac-12 bowl game schedule. All right, and uh, so there are 12 teams, obviously, in the Pac-12, and 10 of them, that's right, 10, made it into bowl games. Hmm. Yeah. Um, so the only two that didn't make it are obviously Oregon State and Colorado. All the other 10 did. So, Beach, we are going to pick the games. All so, right. So uh, the first of the 10 games, the first two games will be on Saturday, December 19th. The first one up is the Gildan New Mexico Bowl, which features Arizona versus New Mexico. Who do you got? Uh, I'll take Arizona. Okay, that was quick. Beach has Arizona. Kyle literally just emailed me nine minutes ago, and it says, that this is the prologue. I was so upset for my poor picks this season that I was inconsolable and wandered into the desert. I came across a cave and wandered in for shelter. I was greeted by a mysterious old hermit. Come in, Kyle, come in. I knew you were coming. I have many things to tell you about the upcoming bowl games, for I have the power to smell into the future. And these are the things he told me. Arizona versus New Mexico. (laughs) The air is filled with the smell of cacti, cotton shirts, and bacon-covered hot dogs. Arizona. So that's interesting. Cacti. So it's in New Mexico and, and Arizona. So cactuses. Cotton shirts. Well, Gildan is a t-shirt manufacturer. And bacon-covered hot dogs, Beach. Sonoran-style hot dogs. Sonoran-style hot dogs. Yes, 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 yes. So he took Arizona. I, too, am going to take Arizona. I, I think Kyle needs to stay away from the peyote. Yeah, <laughs> probably. Okay, Beach. So next up on our thing is the Royal Purple Royal Purple Las Vegas Bowl, BYU versus Utah. 
what the hell is royal purple? Um, we talked about this last time. God dang Did it. we? You always do this to me. I'm sorry. I, I, I... Royal purple is a full synthetic motor oil. Wow, that must be some really freaking good motor oil that they can afford for a bowl game. <laughs> um, I, you Utah. know, I'm going to take Utah. I'm saying solid with the Pac-12. I'm taking Utah. Kyle says, I smell Jello, so much Jello, but Jello with alcohol. Utah. Hmm. Catching a theme from his uh, things. I am yes, actually I gonna. Too. I'm actually gonna break with you guys and say BYU. Gonna go with BYU. All right, okay. Beach. You think you, you think Utah's still in their downward spiral like spiral from the end of the season? Huh? I, I do. They they barely beat okay. Colorado. It was not a very interesting game. Okay, Beach. The next games we got three games on Saturday, December 26th. So the day after Christmas. First up in the Hyundai Sun Bowl. Miami versus Washington State. Didn't the U just fire their coach? They just hired a new coach. They just hired okay. Mark Richt, who used to be the head coach at Georgia. Is he coaching this this game? I doubt it. Okay. Is Washington State's quarterback going to be back? I don't know. I would imagine so. Okay. I'm taking I'm taking the Cougs on this one. Okay. You're saying Wazoo. Kyle says, I smell sun on sand. And canned cheese. Yes, yes, canned cheese. Wazoo. He smells a little bit of that cougar gold. And yes, the and the sand. I, I think he's smelling the... Uh, he's wondering if he's smelling the sand pits that the uh, old pirate makes the bad guys run through. Um, I, too, am going to take uh, Wazoo. So. All right, Beach. Next up hmm. is... The Zaxby's Heart of Dallas Bowl. Come on, come on. I, I'm just I, I I was I was just thinking that you know oh, if on. these people can afford a. Do you know who Zaxby's on. is? No. So at least ask me that one because that's one I know without who's, actually looking at. Oh, okay. Who what? Who's Zaxby's Heart? They're a. The, it's the Heart of Dallas Bowl, but it's Zaxby's is the name of the company. Oh. Zaxby's is okay. a restaurant. They do um, chicken sandwiches, kind of like Chick-fil-A. Okay. Yeah, but it's Zaxby's. Okay, if a place like Zaxby's can afford a bowl game, you and I can afford a bowl game. We can have, like, the Heinrich Tailgater bowl game. Oh, I'm liking this. We, we, I mean, Zaxby's, I mean, what did it cost them, like 200 bucks? It can't cost them that much. So, anyway, get a couple sponsors, cover the cost of the teams. We, we pay and put, put a banner on the name of, you know, on the front of the, the stadium, you know. Make a couple of napkins. You know, we're good. There you go. Okay, so anyway. Washington or Southern Miss? I'm going to... I'm going to take... I'm going to take Washington. Okay. You got U-Dub. Kyle says, I smell mentholated cigarettes. Spilled Lone Star beer, brisket, boiled peanuts, and dog urine. Southern Miss. <laughs> dog urine. Yeah. I'm going to take U-Dub. I think their defense is too good. That's the strength okay. of that team. So, All right. So we got one more game on the 26th. No. Yes. Oh, this is a good one. The Foster Farms Bowl. UCLA versus Nebraska. I'm taking Nebraska. I'm rooting for Riley. Kyle says, mm, chicken, diet Coke, and cigarettes, and corn. Sweet, sweet corn. Nebraska. So I, too, am going to take Nebraska. Riley tends to get his teams ready for bowl games. So, and as long as Tommy Armstrong doesn't throw 20 picks, I think they'll win it. <laughs> All right. So, 
The next game is on Tuesday, December 29th. Oh, B, you didn't ask where the Foster Farms Bowl is at. Oh, where's the Foster Farms Bowl at? It's in C- It's in San Francisco. It's the Emerald Bowl that we went to. It's now the Foster Farm Bowl. Oh, okay. Okay, so Beach, up next, Tuesday, December 29th, the Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl. I'm taking, uh, this is uh, between Cal, Cal and Air Force, huh? Cal and Air Force, yes. I'm going to take Cal. Okay. Kyle says, Wool uniforms, patchouli, jet fuel, and dykes. Cal wins. I think he means Jet Sunny fuel. Dykes. Sunny Dykes. Sunny Dykes? Yeah. Okay. Maybe. Yeah, so you're taking Cal. Kyle's taking Cal. I am, however, going to say Air Force. Wow. Look at you go. Yep. You you got well you got you got three points to get ahead of me here. I don't know if you can do or four points to get ahead of me. Eh, whatever. Not worried about that. I'm just picking who I think is going to win. Okay, Beach. Now, as, Rick, as Ricky Bobby says, you know, if you're not first, you're last. Anyways, Ricky Bobby, the next game is on Wednesday, December 30th, USC versus Wisconsin in the Holiday Bowl. I've always wanted to go to the Holiday Bowl. I know, I did. That's, you know, I've, I've always really wanted to go to the Rose, Rose Bowl. Bowl yeah. But the, yeah, but the Holiday Bowl would be a great second choice. Mm. Um, anyway, dang. I think I'm going to take Wisconsin. Okay. Kyle has hints of blow and strippers. Cheese, but it has turned USC. I think I'm going to take Wisconsin. I think they're just going to run those boys over. Yeah, I think I think Sarkeesian's uh, little lawsuit's going to be a distraction. Yeah, I don't think it's going to make a difference to them, quite frankly. Well, I, I don't think so either, but I think it's a good excuse. There you go. <laughs> there you go. All right, Beach, only a couple of games left. Uh, first one up, Friday, January 1st, the Rose Bowl, Stanford versus Iowa. Now, just be really quick on this. So, with Michigan State, the pack or the Big Ten winner getting pulled up in mm-hmm. the playoffs, that mm-hmm. left the Rose Bowl able to make a choice. And basically, they kind of had to choose between Iowa or Ohio State. Okay. Who they wanted in the thing. They went with what I feel is the correct way and took Iowa. Iowa was 30 seconds away from running that game and going to the Rose Bowl themselves. Mm-hmm. And I think they deserve to be there. Okay. I think the easy pick would have been Ohio State because you're going to have more eyes on the TV. The correct mm-hmm. pick is Iowa. Okay. For them to take so again, put in that game. So right, right, vote, right vote versus popular vote. Exactly. And I have to say, a lot of the times, the Rose Bowl likes tradition. And they're going to do the right thing. And taking Iowa was cool. the right thing. So anyways. Nice. So, Beach, Stanford, Iowa, who you got? The Cardinal. Really? Yep. Sure? Yep. Okay. Positive. Kyle has garlic fries. Stanford. (laughs) Well, I think I am going to take Stanford. I I hate when you do that crap. I absolutely hate when you do that crap. (laughs) I know. That's why I do it. All right. Two games left. The first up, January, Saturday, January 2nd, the Valero Alamo Bowl, which has Oregon versus TCU. TCU. Really? Why? Because I don't like the sons of bitches, and I just want them to lose. Okay. Hey, fair enough. Kyle has, I smell tacos and duck tears, TCU. And Beej, I think TCU's quarterback Boykin will be back full speed with a healed ankle. And I, too, am taking TCU because I think they're going to throw the ball all over those stupid-ass ducks. I think it's going to get ugly. So, you think so? Yeah, I do. All right, you think they'll be like, here's your ass. We're going to hand it to you. Here's your ass. We'll give it back to you when we're done with it. Okay, Beach. And the last game... Also on Saturday, January 2nd, for the Pac-12, the Motel 6 Cactus Bowl. 
West Virginia versus Arizona State. Well, it seems to me if there's a Cactus Bowl, Arizona State's already got the uh, the advantage. Okay. West Virginia doesn't even know what the hell a Cactus looks like. So let's go with, let's go with the Sun Devils on that one. Okay. Kyle has, I smell coal, West Virginia. I, too, am taking West Virginia. Arizona State's just been so all over the board this year, I'm just going to go with West Virginia. Now, Kyle has a, does have an epilogue to his email here. It says, still looking despondent, the old man said, this is all I have to tell you for this year, but have faith for the smell of Castroium and roses is in the air. That's the stuff that comes out of uh, beavers, I believe. Hmm. Castorium. Let me look it up. Okay. Kyle's always throwing stuff at us. Castorium. Yeah, from the caster sacks of mature North American beavers. So, yes. It's what they make uh, vanilla flavoring out of. Maybe you didn't know this. I did not know this. Yeah. So I, th- I said, thought vanilla. I thought vanilla flavoring came from vanilla beans. So the guy, old man, said, "But have faith for the smell of castorium and roses is in the air." And then Kyle asked, "Who are you, O cryptic one?" But don't you know my name? For I am the all-smelling nose Tradamus. And all I have to say at the end of that is. <laughs> Boo! It was going so good till the end of that. <laughs> uh, going so good till the end of that. Boo! Kyle with Nostradamus. Anyways. Alrighty. So those are the final picks. The final picks of the year, Beach. So sad. Yeah. Another season down. That's crazy. It's Still no smell of roses. Uh, Beach some year. It will happen. No holiday bowl. Not not even a winter. Not even a winter trip down to a warm state. I I like I like the well the Fiesta Bowl was good, but I even like the old um, what was what was the other bowl we went to down there? Oh, we went to the uh, in, in, Insight Bowl. It was the Insight Bowl, yeah. Yeah, it might be the another... Cactus Bowl now. I don't know. Okay. They okay. change their name so often. <clears throat> Evidently, used to Foster that one Farms. used to be the Copper Bowl. Yeah, the Insight Bowl used to be the Copper Bowl. But anyways, all right, bees. it's time for your segment of the day, the Rosie Ruiz Cheaters and Whores. She's just a girl. She's a whore. She's a whore. Okay, so and I think I've done this before that we don't always, I'm not always doing cheaters and whores that are in the sports industry, correct? Beej, it's your we... segment. Do what you want. Okay, so do we have a cheater and whore for you today? This gal is the cheater and whore of all cheaters and whores. That's and if the rumors, and, and if the rumors are true, she has been with three men, two women, a horse, two gerbils, and a raccoon all at the same time. <laughs> Sadly, I heard one of the gerbils was never recovered. It has hell? been said this woman has had a sex tape that even the smut peddlers at Vivid Video would not release. They said it was too violent for even their most kinkiest of audiences. If you couldn't guess who I was talking about, by now you know, yes, it is Martha. I have no gag flex, gag reflex, Stuart. <laughs> yes, not only does Martha love to decorate, but I hear if you use a black light around her home, the ceilings, walls, and custom embroidered sheets light up like a Jackson Pollock painting. <laughs> but since we all know this drape and doily making Stuart is an absolute whore, let's talk about her cheating. <laughs> Martha Stewart got busted for insider trading, and from what I hear, that's not the only insider things she's done but i digress you see martha was an investor in i'm clone i'm clone stock i'm clone stock price dropped sharply at the end of 2001 when its drug herbitux an experimental monoclonal antibody failed to get the expected food and drug administration approval it was later revealed by the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission that prior to the announcement, after the close of trading on December 28th of the FDA's decision, numerous executives sold their stock. I'm Clone's founder, Samuel D. Waxall, was arrested in 2002 on insider training charges for instructing friends and family to sell their stock and attempting to sell his own. His daughter, Eli- Eliza Waxall, sold $2.5 million in shares on December 27th. 
His father, Jack Waxall, sold $8.1 million in shares over the 27th and 28th. Company executives followed suit. John B. Landis, the general counsel, sold $2.5 million worth of shares on December 6th. Ronald A. Martell, the vice president of the marketing and sales, sold $2.1 million in shares on December 11th. Four other executives sold shares in the following weeks as well. Later, founder Waxall pleaded guilty to various charges, including securities fraud, and on June 10, 2003, was sentenced to seven years and three months in prison. Martha Stewart, the founder of Martha Stewart Living Omnimedia, also became embroiled in the scandal after it emerged that her broker, Peter Bakanovic, Bakanovic tipped her off that Imclone was about to drop. In response, Stewart sold about 230,000 in Imclone shares on December 27, 2001, a day before the announcement of the FDA decision. Stewart's involvement would have never come to light had Doug Fanuli, Bakanovic's assistant, not disclosed it to investigators. Although Stewart maintained her innocence, she was found guilty and sentenced on July 16, 2004, to five months in prison. Five months of home confinement and two years probation for lying about a stock sale, conspiracy, and obstruction of justice. She definitely obstructed something, but five months in all women's prison. Five, but five months in all in an all women's prison is more than an extended role play performance for the erotic Stuart than it is a punishment. She even made her own orange jumpsuit for the event, designed of special non-absorbing fabric. Not even the fluid on Monaco Lewinsky's dress would stain her wardrobe. But she did her time and her cellmate, and now she is free, and a little bit wiser for it. <laughs> wow, Beach. There she is, a cheater and a whore. Wow. Didn't realize you had so much pent-up Martha Stewart. <laughs> uh, anger. Jeez. That's crazy. <sighs> the dirty slut. Jeez. Okay. All right. All right, Beach. Good segment. <laughs> Thank you. Alrighty, Beach. Well, that about wraps up show number 73 for illegal participation. I want to remind everyone, if you'd like to comment, say the suggestion, or ask a question, there's a few ways to get in touch with us. Email HeinrichTailgator at gmail.com. Follow me on Twitter at HeinrichTailgator, and also check out HeinrichTailgator on Facebook. Remember, you can listen and subscribe to us on iTunes. Please leave a rating and review. Remember, you can also listen to us on your iPhone or Android device with the Stitcher Radio app. Beach, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me, Billy. So, looking at the calendar right now, I think this is probably going to be our last podcast for 2015. Wow. Yeah. What are we going to do with our uh, Mondays and Tuesday nights? Well, I think we're probably going to take a three or four week break until after the bowl games have completed themselves, and then we'll come back together and talk about it. Sweet. All right. That's exciting. I'm thrilled. Anything else you want to add? Uh, always use protection if you ever deal with Martha Stewart. There you go. And with that, we'll give a great big Go Beavs. Did you see my new microphone stand? Did you see it? Um, see it? Yeah, yeah, I see it. See it? It's on this arm, and I've got a new pop filter on it. So hopefully we don't get those annoying pops. And now I don't have to like bend over when I talk to you, because normally I used to kind of be like this.
And now I can sit back and not bad for $14. No, not bad at all. Is it sound okay right here? Yeah, you're good. I was listening to a podcast and he said you got to blow the Muppet. Blow the Muppet? Well, because it's like this, this, uh, oh, like a Muppet. Yeah. Like you're blowing it. You got to get your mouth right on it. Like, can you hear my mouth hitting that? Um, I not, no, I can't. It's supposed to stop the pops. And so you're like, yeah, you literally put your lips on it when you talk. Touch it with your you got to blow the mouth. Muppet. <laughs> blow the Muppet. Anyways, okay, hold on here. Let me 